Welcome. You're listening to Janesville Mobilizing for Changes Together for Change podcast. Your source for local substance abuse prevention matters in Janesville and Rock County. Here's your host, Aaron Davis. Good afternoon and thank you for joining us. This is Aaron Davis, your host for Together for Change. Today we have with us Emily Babcock, a member of Youth to Youth at Parker High School. Welcome, Emily. Hi, thanks for having me. So over the last couple of months, we've been talking a lot about preventing youth alcohol and substance use, and something that came up is the phrase, nothing about us without us. So we have Emily here today to just give us the youth perspective on this issue. So Emily, what kind of issues do teens face today? Today, um, teens feel the need to vape or they don't necessarily smoke cigarettes. It's more of the vaping aspect electronically. And they feel like it's a right, in my opinion, a rite of passage to becoming a teen, which really isn't the right aspect to look on it. And it's been really bad. So people are getting super addicted and it obviously can lead to very long time issues. But a lot of teens in high school today, especially even middle schools now, they just vape like anywhere, even at school, which is like really bad. But yeah. So are they actually vaping in the classrooms? Um, very rarely in the cr- classrooms. They go to like bathrooms and like I've seen this firsthand. I walk into a bathroom and they're just there like vaping. And then in locker rooms, it happens a lot or like outside of like the school building, but like on school property still, or like when teachers aren't looking, they'll like pull it out and hit their pen or whatever they have. That's kind of scary. So how are they getting these devices that they're using to vape? Well, um, mostly some people get it either from their parents because their parents, I don't know why, but their parents just give it to them or they have older friends who are the legal age to buy these nicotine products. They'll give it to their younger friends and their younger friends will pay them back with like money or whatever. And it's just like, it's really scary because like the people who are selling these Drugs to 19-year-olds maybe don't know they're giving it to 16-year-olds. Right. Yeah. So are a lot of your classmates vaping not just nicotine but also marijuana? Um, I have – it's pretty split evenly. I have a lot of friends who don't do that type of stuff, but I have some friends who do, like, that type of stuff, and they know that, like, I'm not really, like, for it, you know, because it's not okay as a young person with a developing mind to, like, smoke marijuana or – you know, nicotine, it's just really bad, but they just do it because they feel like they need to be cool or something like that, yeah. Yeah, you had mentioned that you feel like it's a pressure, a rite of passage. Um, Do you also feel like there is a pressure to drink alcohol or do other drugs to fit in, or do you think that right now it is specific to vaping? I feel like with it also involves drinking because you hear about all these, like, parties that happen, And they just, like, you go there right away, and they're like, hey, do you want a drink? And then people just, they see all the other people, like, watching, and you're like, oh, I got to accept this or whatever, but you really don't have to. You know, like, I personally, like, don't go to those type of parties. I kind of just, like, I'll go to, like, board game parties and, like, play (laughs) with my friends. But, like, I hear about it all the time where my friend's like, yeah, I I was just going to go hang out with my friends, and then it turns out there was drinking, and then, you know, it's just crazy. What we know from the Youth Risk Behavior Survey is that uh, one in five students in high school is vaping. Does that number seem low to you based on what you hear people talk about? Um, It seems 
right around what I'm thinking because I remember when jewels, when those were a very big thing, it that wouldn't seem like it would be seem like too big of a number. But now that like there's more like prevention out there, I feel like there's still a lot, but there isn't as much as there was when so it first started. Have you noticed a difference then? Kids are starting to turn it down or to not not use it anymore. They not necessarily turn it down. They just don't use it as much. I feel like. You know what I'm saying? There's still, like, those kids who do it. And there's some kids who I know have stopped. Like, they've been, like, they don't use their pens anymore, and they try to distract themselves so they don't have these urges to go back to nicotine, which I feel like is a really good thing because then they're not, like, they realize, oh, this is very harmful for me. I shouldn't keep doing it. And then I'm, like, I'm I'm proud of you for that. Like, that's good for you to get away from the nicotine. But I feel like it's still very prevalent. It's exciting to hear that kids are starting to quit mm-hmm. on their own. And are they using any types of programs to help them, or is it just a matter of using their own willpower? I think it's just a matter of their own willpower because they probably their parents probably don't know that they do these drugs, and they right. don't want them to know by saying, hey, I can I get some help? So they just do it on their own, which also can be a very scary thing because you don't know if they could go back, fall back on it. And like, right. yeah. It's amazing, though, that they're stopping on their own because nicotine is one of the most addictive substances. So I'm really heartened to hear that. With alcohol and other drugs, and I guess even vaping, how do you see that affecting your classmates? Well, from firsthand experience, I've seen, um, like, at practices, because I do musicals, and so at practices, we need all focus. And, you know, some kids don't really feel like they need to be that focused, and so they'll come like under the influence and I'm like I I asked them like why did you like why did you do that like that is not the smartest decision you could have made you could have like just not have done it like why did you and it's I don't know it's like people think it's just okay now because times are changing but still it shouldn't be okay and so that's a very big prevalence I feel answers the question. So one of the things we hear about with alcohol is that students receive alcohol from family and friends. Uh, Either they're stealing it from them or buying it from them or sending them to the store to get it. Would you say that that's true? I really do think that's true because I've had friends where they're like, oh yeah, come to my party. My mom just bought me alcohol. And I'm like, I, that's not okay. You know, it's different like them buying you cases of beer cans or whatever they want versus like as a kid when you had like your a sip of you know what I mean and it's just it's really scary and just that how these parents are just like okay yeah I'll sure I'll buy you alcohol I'm like that's crazy like yeah they they just think it's okay but my parents never would have bought me alcohol when I was a teenager and so when these parties happen I mean do they happen frequently Mm. I wouldn't, at least to my knowledge, not frequently. It's mostly around like those big holidays, like Halloween. I know there was a lot happening and like New Year's, sometimes like birthday parties, people will do it or just like in the summer, a lot it happens, not necessarily like during school year, I guess. Is it happening in town or are people going to, you know, houses that are out in the country or? Um, People sometimes like stay in town, but that's to my knowledge, they just like do it at their houses and like. They keep, keep it like it on quiet. the they keep it on the low key, so it's like not really anyone knows about it. But yeah, do a lot of them get busted? 
to I've heard of maybe one party getting busted, and that was because it was like it was like my freshman year, and like the whole school went. Not the whole school. Wow, but like, uh, that's like a lot of people went. So it was so. a huge party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now they're they tend to be a little bit smaller mm-hmm. so that they won't get caught. Yeah. All right. So what are some techniques that you use to resist peer pressure? I just think of because I have younger cousins and relatives, and I'm like, if they found out about this, like, would I want them to view me like, oh, she's the one that drank at a party when she was younger? And, like, and I just want to be a good influence for my friends who are trying to, like, pull back from these things. And I just want to be a good role model. So I think about that. I also think about academics because now it's my senior year and I'm trying to keep everything as high as I can for colleges. And, like, I'm going into, like, acting and musical theater. So I want to always keep my focus. I don't want it to be pulled back by, like, a drug or, like, a substance of some kind. Right. Absolutely. I mean, those are all great reasons to stay drug and alcohol free. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, your health. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants to be healthy when they're when they 225, can. like I'm <laughs> going to be. Um, so when people ask you if you want to use drugs or alcohol, what do you say to them? I just, I'm like, I'm good. Like, I'll just, either if it gets way out of hand, I'll like leave. Or if it's like, you know, if they just ask it once and then like, forget about it I'll be like okay whatever but most of the time I just not most of the time all the time I'm like no thank you but then most of the time after that I'll just like head out you know what I mean and yeah I just I just really it just doesn't interest me as much I guess but and do you ever have pressure from them or do they react negatively to the fact that you have decided not to they um a lot of my friends know I'm in Y to Y and so they know that, like, if I say no, it's, like, they're they're not going to get offended. And luckily, my friends don't get offended whenever I, like, don't do something they want. And I'll just, like, you know, I have my own opinion. And my opinion is to stay drug and alcohol free. And so they really don't get offended by it. But I've heard some people who get offended by it, by other people. And I'm like, that just doesn't make any sense. Like, they're being, they're being the smart person right now. Why are you getting mad at them? Right. Like, Well, it sounds like you're really fortunate in your choice of friends. Mm -hmm. That's great. And what advice do you have for your peers trying to stay drug and alcohol free? Um, My best advice is if you get these, like, if you get the urge to be like, I want to, like, you know, hit my jewel or my dab pen, whatever, find something to distract yourself, whether it's, like, just talking to your family or I know some of my friends found, like, those like adult coloring books or like just something to distract your mind from those addictions or maybe even admit it to your parents like I'm sorry I did this I want to fix it and they'll see that and they'll be like okay she wants to get help and they'll help you get the right help you need because um, my parents I know they knew right when I entered high school that all these pressures would happen and they were like if you ever do anything just know like we'll of course be mad but if you tell us and you want help we will, like, get you the help you need. And I just hope everyone's parents are like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, having that conversation with your child or with your parents in your case is an extremely important piece of going into high school and mm-hmm. even going into middle school. Because yeah. if you don't talk about those expectations, how can someone know you have them? Yeah. Thank you, Emily. We're going to take a quick break to talk about holiday safety, and then we will be back. 
The holidays are a joyous time of year, a time to gather with family and friends. With more guests visiting your home, be sure to secure your liquor cabinet. Did you know research shows parents are the number one reason young people decide not to drink? Don't allow your teen to drink just because it's the holidays. Show your teen how to live above the influence. This message from Janesville Mobilizing for Change at jm4c.org. That's jm, the number four, c.org. All right, before our break, Emily was telling us how she lives above the influence. And so now I would like you to tell us, Emily, what can parents, school, and the community do to improve the environment for our youth today? Um, one thing first for parents, I feel like having that connection with your child right when they start high school and middle school is, you know what I mean, have that conversation. And because some parents don't until it's too late or some just don't have it at all, but some like my parents have it like right there. And it really helps because it, um, it lets them know someone is there for them and that, you know what I mean? And they have like, my parents always brought up like my younger sibling and because I have a younger brother and like my younger relatives, like you need to be the influence for them. Show them how to live above the influence. And I think about that all the time. I'm like, I can't do this. And then I would like, it would like, it's like me imagining, like telling my little eight-year-old cousin like, oh, it's, o it's okay to drink. Like it's not. And one thing I think for schools is I feel like, some schools just, like, don't, like, they'll see it, but they'll kind of, like, knock it to the side. I feel like schools need to get harder on those things, whether it's, like, if they have the suspicion that a student is carrying a drug or, you know, a substance like that of some kind that they should speak to their head administrator, you know what I mean? Like, the teacher speaks to whoever's above them, and they can sort it out because I feel like teachers might know, but they just don't say anything. And what do you think that they should do once they find out, let's say they verify that I came to school today and I had a vape pen or I had a dab pen. What do you think the school, what would be a good thing for them to do to correct this issue? I feel like one thing is don't make it such like a, you know what I mean? Don't make a big announcement being like, oh, this person has, you know, a jewel or a vape pen or whatever. Like keep it on like the like the lower levels, you know what I mean? Obviously you can get a police officer involved because every almost every like middle high school has a police officer. They can, you know, talk to the student in like in their office, contact the parents, and then at that point I feel like it'd be the parents taking it from there. And then like if the school wants to press charges for technically smoking on school property, they could. But I just feel like people are just getting too slack with it nowadays, you know? Right. So I want to go back to what you had said about parents having that conversation early. If you were in a position where you were about to have that conversation with your parents, or I should say your parents were about to initiate that conversation with you, how would you want them to go about that? Would you feel more comfortable, say, in a car where you don't have to look at them, or would you like them to do it over the dinner table? Um, I feel like whatever, however your family dynamic works. Like my family, we're very close, so... We don't have a dinner table. We just all eat in the living room, but it's like we all can see each other. So we'll do something like that where, like, you know, my parents will sit on the couch and they'll have me, like, sit by them or, like, across from them and they'll just talk about it. Or sometimes it just, like, can come up, you know, and I mean, like, I remember it was, like, my freshman year and I was, like, putting all my new school supplies in and they were, like, 
giving me like the t- like stuff about high school like it's not as scary as you think and they're like and if anyone tries to pressure you just say no and it can even be a simple like bring up in the car you know I mean you don't have to look right. at them it's just how the parents connect with their child if that makes sense yeah it does and so tell me Emily was high school as scary as you thought <laughs> not at all <laughs> not at all that's good to hear <laughs> and so what can the community do um I feel like community members if they um that's kind of a hard one because it's like right you know you'll see someone you don't know in the community and they could be like in a younger teen hitting one of these vape pens and like of course you can't just be like oh you can't do that because you don't really know the person but I feel like if rules like in certain like in buildings become more intense like no vaping or like violators will be I don't want to say prosecute because that sounds like a very intense sure. word. But, like, I know a lot of stores have security cameras and stuff. and like So I've making sure that businesses are um, adhering to their policies about vaping yeah, and indoor and air like, quality? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my biggest thing. And then also, like, public spaces. And, like, because usually people don't do it there, but if they decide they have to in, like, right. the bathroom or whatever, like, there should be – harsher rules, you know what I mean, and more intense follow-through if they break these rules. That makes a lot of sense because if you allow that in that environment, then you're kind of giving the the tacit agreement that this behavior is okay. And if you're saying that this behavior is okay, whether it is on purpose or just by letting rules slide, then you're teaching youth that it's okay for them as well. Yeah. Or at least they might infer that. Mm Mm-hmm. So what are some of the activities that you are personally involved in at Parker High School? I know you mentioned theater. Mm-hmm. I'm currently in their joint production of Music Man right now, so that's a lot of fun. And who are you? I'm um, this character named Maud. She's kind of like a ditz, but okay. it's so <laughs> much fun. Um, but I also am in Y2Y. Mm-hmm. I am in band, and I'm in choir, and I play trumpet in band, and then in choir... I'm in, like, the highest choir, so it's really fun. Um, Is that the a cappella choir? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, trying to think what else. Mm, I think that's about it. I mean, I help with, like, sports and stuff. Like, I go support sports teams, but, like, other than that, that's pretty much it. Well, that's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, fun fact, more than 20 years ago when I was in high school, uh, we also did the Music Man, mm-hmm. and I was Amaryllis. So I was taught how to play a piece on the piano very poorly because I had to make a mistake, and we had a lot of fun with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are you enjoying it? It's a lot of fun. We actually, our Amaryllis is, we brought a little girl in. I did a show previously with our director, and so a lot of us already know her. And so she, um, what's interesting is she knows how to play the piece on the piano, but we have to like make it seem like she doesn't know how to right. play it. So. Which is really fun. And we have, like, some kids in our ensemble. So it's really fun to just bring that youth to the stage. And that's, it's just, yeah. that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, even after the production was over, although I was a high schooler at the time, people said to me, oh, and you got that little girl to come in and play the part of Amaryllis. I was just that short. <laughs> <laughs> kind of embarrassing. But I'm not any taller now. So... Can you tell us a little bit about Youth to Youth? Why are you a part of it? Um, what are you working on and how others can join? Um, so I joined Y2Y in seventh grade 
at Edison Middle School. And I joined because I knew my cousin when I was in fifth grade. I saw her in it. And she came to, like, visit our school. And I was like, I want to do that. Oh, that's cool. I also know, like, my grandfather, he used to smoke cigarettes. He doesn't anymore because when he was hospitalized, he had to stop. And so then he's just been, like, able to get off it, which is – I'm grateful for that. But I, like – I wanted to make a change in my family, mm-hmm. and I wanted I wanted to live a long, healthy life. And so I was like, if I start now, then I can help myself and my friends and hopefully, like, grow from there as a person without needing these, like, substances or whatever when I'm older. Because you see in those, like, teenage movies, like, oh, they're drinking. Like, that's okay when really you don't right. have to. You can have a lot of fun doing whatever, really. You see it in TV all the time. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, yeah. it's about all you see. So what are some of the things you're working on? Um, so we, as an organization, we go to middle schools around the area. And soon we're going to Edgerton Middle School. And we help them in what's called a reality maze. So they're given a real-life scenario. Mm-hmm. And you go, and they have to like go through it. So there's some where it's like, oh, you drank while under the influence and being underage. And so we sit at a table where they have to, they get, like, surveyed about, like, um, have you done any of these? And, and it's, like, a, it's, like, an anonymous survey, so they don't okay. feel like their name is being put out there. And um, then we have to pretend like we are pressuring them, and we give them examples of, like, what to say. Okay, Whether so it's like, what's something they can say? Um, one of them is, like, you can do that stuff, but I'm good staying healthy if you want to give. And then there's, like, some where it's, like, oh, my mom's calling me, I gotta go, or, like, there's some, like, of those examples, like, those fake examples, or, like, like, saying, oh, my mom's calling, you know what I mean, but, or there's, like, those ones where it's, like, I'm, like, you just know, you know what I mean? Right. So it's... Yes, depending on whatever your comfort level is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so how can others join if someone is interested in being part of your group? Um, well, at Parker, we meet on Tuesdays, During lunch periods, there's a conference room that's specifically designated to us now, which is really nice. And um, they just, like, come in, we introduce ourselves, and they can, like, write their name down and, like, on the sign-up sheet. And it's just, we kind of, like, let anyone who wants to join in, you know what I mean? And that's what's really nice. It's a very open environment. Good. And it just feels so comfortable. Like, comfortable. Like, you can be whoever you want. And it's, like, really nice. That's great. And do you bring your lunch with you? Yeah. You get your lunch and then you just bring it and eat it while they talk to you about upcoming opportunities. Or we go through what we present to the younger kids about like vaping and stuff like that. And when you're presenting to the younger kids, you're going into the middle schools or the elementary schools? Middle schools, we don't present as much. It's more of like that reality-based type thing. But elementary schools, it's more nicotine based not drinking it's more of like the vaping and the cigarettes and we show them like examples of like how like for vape pens like they can blow up and so we show them how it could blow up in your mouth and it's like really bad for you and we talk about how there's so much more nicotine in the vape pens because cigarettes really aren't a younger kids you know what I mean not a lot of younger kids are using them it's more like the electronic stuff so we'll, like, explain how there's so much more nicotine in these vape pens than there are cigarettes. And we show them, like, your lungs if you smoke cigarettes and stuff like that. That's and really scary. I've, mm-hmm. I've seen 
you know, some of the images of what the lungs look like after someone's been smoking for 5, 10, 15 years. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I guess I don't want my lungs to look like that. Yeah, me neither. So, Emily, what are your plans after high school? Um, currently, I'm applying for colleges, but I got accepted to one, Stevens Point, so I'm really excited about that. I plan on going into theater, and I'm really excited because I just, I love acting and everything like that, and, like, it's just so much fun, and I'm really excited for the next step of my life, Right. But it's also, like, kind of scary because you don't know what's going to happen. So is your goal to be on Broadway? Um... I mean, if that happens, like, I'd be okay with that. Um, I was talking to my friends about it because, you know, it's really hard to be the star on Broadway, but if I can just be in the ensemble, like, on Broadway, like, I feel like that'd be an accomplishment in itself, and I would be so content. Right. That, like, it would be everything. That would be very exciting. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been to a Broadway show? I've been to three. When we went for our our school trip every two years, we go to New York for choir. Okay. We saw (laughs) Come From Away, which is about... The 9-11 planes that they had to land in Canada, I forgot what the city was called, but it's about like all the people's stories and everything like that, which is really cool. We saw Dear Evan Hansen, which is about a boy who has like mental, like mental problems. He like, and he makes up this lie. It's a whole elaborate story, but it was a really good one. Then we saw Hello Dolly, opening night. I've heard of that one. With Bernadette (laughs) Peters as Dolly. So it was it was a really great experience that we got to see her her opening night as this famous character, right? And it was it was a lot of fun. Bernadette Peters is a favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. She's really talented. That's awesome. And so, what is your all time favorite production? My all time favorite production would have to be it's called Anastasia the Musical. It's based off like the Disney movie sure. animated movie that they made, the Romanoff family. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go see that. Our choir almost went to go see that mm-hmm. when we were in New York instead of Hello Dolly, but they couldn't get us tickets, which I mean is kind of like a good thing, but like also was like my favorite show. But right. I went to go see it when they did it at the Overture Center in Madison, and I, I was just sobbing because like my favorite show, and it's like the set is just beautiful and the story is so elaborate, and I just, it's amazing. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for joining us today and for telling us all about the issues that you face and also about yourself. Please stay tuned for our next episode and have a great day.